welcome back to another episode of Ultimate One Wrestling Report. And I am your host, The Ultimate One. Coming to you live from New York City. And it is hot as hell today. And I am back with a new episode. And to talk about the Fight for the Fallen, G1 Climax 29, and other news. As you all know, this weekend there was a lot of news, a lot of wrestling. Um, we had those uh, three shows. I only mentioned two of them. And that was Fight for the Fallen, G1 Climax, and Evolve. And then we had yesterday the Extreme Rules. Now, y'all wondering why I'm not calling Evolve or Extreme Rules tonight. Well, Extreme Rules and Evolve, I will be covering it on Thursday. I know Evolve 10th anniversary. I said I was not going to watch it last Thursday. But I decided this, this weekend, let me give it a look. Um, so I could give my uh, uh, my feedback and my my opinion on the event. Um, the event was decent. I will not say that it did better than Fight for the Fallen, but um, car wise, uh, Fight for the Fallen was a little better. Now, if you put all three companies, New Japan, AEW, and um, Evolve, uh, I give the edge to New Japan and the reason I say that New Japan B block started off off the chambers with the with the matches that were involved in that I mean it was hard hitting and I mean it was great I mean and the, the thing was the one other thing that I noticed was that um, AEW was very very concerned about WWE uh, putting Evolve on their network but they never noticed one thing and that was New Japan. New Japan decided to pre-record the B-Block um, matches on Access Channel that Saturday night. Now remember, the B-Block started in Japan, not like the first uh, first night that was in Dallas in the United States. This was at five o'clock in the morning Saturday, and then we didn't get to see it till Friday night. So New Japan is also going at AEW, but AEW is like acting like they're not there. But which is a smart move because you don't you don't worry what the competition is doing. You worry about what you're gonna do and what what brings to the table, you know. Um, but it was it, it caught me off guard. So that really caught me off guard. So anyway, um, I just want to thank all my fans, all my subscribers, and my wrestling podcast. Um, I want to thank people from Canada, people from Australia who listen listening tonight. And listen, I had listened to my episodes. I want to thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, people in the United States, Texas, Jersey, um, New York, of course, and Florida. So they gave me love, and I want to thank you for supporting the podcast. Uh, but uh, I also have a YouTube channel called Ultimate One Wrestling News. I just uploaded a video there this past Saturday. Go check it out. Go subscribe to the channel. Um, hit the notification bell and you know check it out you can leave your comments you can give me a thumbs up and um, check it out you know I, I bring nothing but the best you know what I you know that I could deliver um, I also have Instagram Facebook Twitter ultimate one wrestling news y'all go check that out show me love I'll show the love back you know I want to thank everybody that you know, that has shown me the love and the affection 
um, that I have received since I started doing this podcast in the beginning of this month. Um, so I want to thank those and everybody that's been supporting me on this thing. So, um, so yeah, um, the the matches are great, um, but I'm gonna bring I'm gonna talk about that. I'm also may bring in um, a couple of news that came through, a couple of wrestlers that got hurt in the project over the weekend, and I know definitely a lot of you are gonna be worrying about all, oh, you know. Um, you know, uh, what's going to happen to those wrestlers who are injured, they're going to affect their matches coming up because um, we know we got still a lot of wrestling you got All Out, you got Royal Quest, you got NXT UK um, you got SummerSlam you got TakeOver, it's a lot of wrestling coming up next month and we're definitely going to cover all that, so for now, um, I will be right back after this If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I am your host, Ultimate One, and this is the Ultimate One Wrestling Report. And I am here to talk about all the events that happened this weekend. And we're going to start off with Fight for the Fallen. Um, the match, the first match from the buy-in was Sonny Kiss versus Peter Avalon. Um, it, you know, the, the one thing that kind of bothered me over the weekend was the fact that um, there were people um, talking about Sunny Kids and what Sunny Kids brings to the table. Uh, actually, was how Sunny Kids looked. Actually, um, so my thing was, why is everybody worried about what Sunny Kids look like? You know, um, you know, they, they were talking about, you know, one podcast that, that I heard with her say, uh, "Oh, he is not my cup of tea." You know. Uh, meaning because he is gay he's not it sounds like he doesn't want to support him because of his gimmick and the what he does in the ring you know um, to that person you should be ashamed of yourself um, because first of all we're not going to look at the fact that you know um, the sunny kiss um the Sunny Kids is gay, and because he is gay, you can't give him the props as a wrestler. I'm sorry, I'm gonna disagree with that because he, to me, what he showed me his match against Peter Avalon, it was pretty good. Um, to me, um, he showed his true skills. I'm not gonna sit here and badmouth the guy because he's gay. Are you crazy? Or do you know what type the days we're living in? You don't do that. The guy showed me his wrestling skills in this match. He did a lot of high risk maneuvers. Um, yes, he did the little, um, the, the little, um, how do you say that? The little twerking, whatever, you know. And, you know, the, he, he showed me his skills for what he is. He's good and you know what? I'm gonna see what, I don't know if he's world champion material, 
but he could win some titles. You never know. You know, he came out in his little football jersey with the, uh, the Jaguars cheerleader. You know, it was it, it was pretty, you know, it was cool. You know, Peter Avalon, he's a great wrestler. He, his entrance remind me a little bit of a, of a Rick Rude type with the way the Rover came in. Because he came in with uh, Lever Bates. Um, so, you know, librarians Peter Avalon was accompanied by the librarian Lever Bates. And they kicked off the I pre-show with a promo. But, you know. But the thunderous bulls and all that ultimately interrupted by Sonny Kitts since he came in, whatever. You know, uh, he showed his raw ability early. And, and Avalon kind of grounded him. And, you know, Kitts count a suplex attempt and created separation and all that. Uh, you know, but it was a good, great, I'm not a, I can't say great, but it was a good match. And it was a six minute match. And, you know, obviously Kitts defeated Avalon, which it was, you know, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't, yeah, the, 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 only, the only thing I have from that match was this librarian gimmick. The librarian gimmick has me confused. Not confused at the fact that, you know, why these guys are being a librarian, whatever. I feel when the when these guys do the BTE show, there's uh, always a, how do they say that? A clue. Because... They're trying to, and if you saw the BTE today, they say they don't understand how is it that their storyline is better than WWF with this librarian thing. I don't know where they're going. Are they going to surprise everybody with the bullcrap? I, I don't know. But the librarian thing, it's not getting over with fans. So there's a cast to this. I can't figure it out now, but I will later. So, um, And the next match was Britt Baker and Rio versus B. Brisley and Shoyo Nakajima. Um... This match was pretty good, competitive. I think, um, as you all know, Britt Baker uh, had a concussion. I don't know if it was because when B. Prisley, um jumped off the top rope and drop kicked her, um, she must have hit her wrong or whatever. She landed wrong, but she ended up having a concussion. Uh, and at one point in the match, Britt uh, uh, Baker was supposed to tag her partner and ended up trying to tag the opposite the her opponent and it was just very confusing nine rose went on twitter and called Britt Baker a dumbass because she tagged the wrong person uh but at the end you know um nakajima and Prince defeated baker and rio um the next match was uh and the show started right away after that um so before i start with the show the buy-in was not bad Compared to compared to the buy-in from Fighter Fest, Fighter Fest was a fighter god that was horrible because it was horrible. But this buy-in was pretty decent. Two good matches, uh, you know. So, so overall, those two matches, I give it a B. But it, it, at least I got to see the Prisley, who I uh, we talked about um, earlier. I got to see who what was the big. You know, deal over the winter because I know WWE want to get B. Brisley to and they NXT, but they couldn't get her because AEW caught her first. So um, that was pretty. You know, that matches were good. So the show started and the show started with a six-man tag, which was Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela versus Sean Spear, MJF, and Sammy Guevara. Now, uh, Darby Allen came with with his ribs taped up, and that was good because. It showed that um, 
that he's still showing signs of him being hurt from that crazy bump he took with, with Cody Rhodes, which made a lot of sense. Storyline-wise, you see what I'm talking about? Storyline. You keep st- you stick to the storyline. And then you had the part with Sean Spear, MJF, because MJF, remember, is Cody Rhodes' best friend, supposedly were unquoted to MJF, and Sean Spear cracked the damn chair over Cody last the last event. So I thought there was going to be some some type of um, uh, walkout where um, MJF is going to leave Sean Spear behind or whatever. But Sammy Guevara was the odd man in between. But this match was pretty good. Um, they, these guys took a lot of bump. At one point, um, I believe Joey Janela went to do a some type of um, some type of move on, on the edge of the, of the ring on uh, MJF or Sammy Guevara. I think he did it too. And he said, F you, Cornette. Now, that kind of surprised me because I'm saying to myself, what is the beat between Joey Janela and Cornette? But then again, these days, Cornette has beef for everybody. He has beef with Sonny Kiss. He has beef with the Young Bucks. And he has beef for everybody. But that's another story that we'll talk about later down the line. Um, so, this match was pretty good. Um, the, uh, the end result was Sean Spears um, ended up pinning... Um, um, Darby Allen and they won the match. Um, I believe, uh, I believe with a Dead Valley, yeah, it was a Dead Valley driver that Janela did to, um, but yeah, it was a Dead Valley driver on Guerrero, and then you know, he ended up calling on Cornet. But Spears, Guerrero, and MJF defeated Allen and having a Janela on this match, and it was a pretty good match. It was a B plus. Um, Spears. You know, I don't know what his is. He's going to wrestle Cody Rhodes at All Out, but it looks like that's where he's going. I like Spears' look. He is, uh, he looks great, man. He looks way better than when he was in WWE. I mean, and the best part is he had the, again AEW taking shots at WWE again when Spears came in the ring with a shirt that says the Chairman, the Chairman of the Board of AEW. What that tells you. You figure that one out. But anyway, the next match after that was the uh, Ali versus Brandy Rhodes. Uh, there was a lot of bodges in this match. Uh, I mean, before the match started, uh, Brandy Rhodes um, held Ali hand after they were trying to do a sportsman-like handshake, and she held on to Ali's hand. And out of nowhere, music popped out. Awesome Come shows up, and she goes. And is in the corner of Brandy Rose. Uh, she tried to do a lot of distraction parts in that match. And um, at the end, Ali kept getting distracted by awesome cons. Um, and I think um, at one point, Ali had Brandy Rose in a uh, um, dragon sleeper. And uh, awesome con got into the top, uh, on the wrestling apron. And then all of a sudden, she got distracted. and. Brandy Rose win, and I think she spear Ali and beat her. And after the match, um, after the match, Khan was ready to set Ali up for an awesome bomb. But Aja Khan made her way to the ring, serving on the woman who carried the Khan mantle in Japan in her wake. So that's gonna be awesome. Aja Khan, who is a legend in Japan in women wrestling, this woman was the one who mentored Awesome Khan. So the cons 
uh, Aja Khan and Osakon. That's going to be an all out. And those two looks like they're going to face an all out. And that's going to be a good match. I can't wait to see. I think Osakon is going to beat her because um, Osakon is younger. And Aja Khan has been in the business for so long. So we'll see about that. We'll be right back after this. We're back. And the next fight, ladies and gentlemen, was... The Lucha Bro versus SCU. This match was a good match. Of course, you know, the Lucha Brothers, as one of my favorite tag teams, these guys could go all out. Um, and they did their, their thing through the whole match. Um, there was a lot of high, high uh, flying um, going on in this match. And at the end, the Lucha Brothers defeated SCU. Um, but uh, it was the, what they did after the match. They called out the Young Bucks. And they called out the Young Bucks and told them, look, we want you at all out in a ladder match. So that match, oh God, I cannot wait to see that. That's going to be ridiculous. We don't know what are the results of that, but it's going to be crazy. Um, I believe it's for the AAA tag team titles. I'm not sure they didn't, they didn't mentioned it, but I don't know if the titles are going to be on the line, but that's something to look forward to. Also, uh, then we saw Kenny Omega versus Sima. Sima and Kenny Omega stole the show. These guys did a lot of crazy moves in the whole night. At one time, at one point, I believe um, he he um, Sima uh, did a, a, a some type of uh, some type of uh, like a knee stump on Kenny Omega. Uh, on, uh, it's called Meteora, followed by Omega just belly draped his foot over the top rope. Um, it was some crazy move. Cole Omega nearly killed him. But uh, Omega ends up beating um, Sima. Once you put that V trigger and the one wing angel, it is a wrap. So Omega defeated Sima. Good match. Great. These guys, I think, stole the show the, uh, tonight. Then after the Omega, uh, Omega match, Chris Jericho came back out asking for his apology. At the end, he started talking about how. Uh, if it wasn't for him, AEW would not be around, and that he needs to win the match. Because if he doesn't win the match, uh, AEW will be a, a little, will be the uh, in trouble. Um, uh, and then he said he beats Payne. Uh, uh, he said if he beats Payne, it's just another victim, another knock to his belt. If he loses, it's the beginning of the uh, Jericho's career and the downfall of AEW. That made him realize he has to be Hangman. He vowed he will win the belt and save AVJ and prove that Hangman is a little bitch. And the minute he said that, Hangman Page came out and a big boy ignited. Locker rooms came, um, got empty out and Page was left seating as the single came to an end. But you could see the faith of, of Hangman Page. He had a shine around his eye and then he had stitches with blood still around his eyebrow area. It was crazy. So that is something to look forward to at All Out. The last and main event was Cody and Dusty Rowe versus the Young Bucks. This match was a pretty, pretty methodical match. It was slow paced and everything. And, you know, um, it, it, it was back and forth, um, you know, back and forth brawl, you know, high risk. Um, and it was super kicks and, and clotheslines and all that. Um, the the young bucks um, ended up um, uh, doing the monster drive on Cody, 
and beating Cody and and, and Dustin Rose. And um, so the Young Boys defeat the Cody and Dustin Rose. Overall, I think um, the show was pretty good. Um, it, you know, I can't say it could have done better because this was a charity event. But I think honestly, AEW is showing that they um, they are not to play with. And WWE claims that they're not competition. Well, they put a charity event with this much power. You know, it's it's gonna be scary when they get to TV TNT. And speaking about that, that TNT thing, Cody Rhodes, um, after the matches, and they gave the uh, $150,000 check to the victims of gun violence. Um, Cody Rhodes said, and I quote, you cannot counter program AEW. So, and ask the crowd afterwards that once they go to TNT, are they coming with him? So, pretty much, that goes to show you that. Um, you know, Cody Rose is really, really, really looking forward to giving a, uh, WWE a run for their money. I don't think he's trying to put them out of business, but he's just trying to let them know, listen, you got competition now, so be ready. But it is what it is, and we're going to be looking forward to um, come October. We'll be right back after this. The next match... We're going to keep going here with the AEW fighter. I mean, fighter, not fighter. Fight full of fallen. Just to keep thinking fighter fans. I don't know why. But fight full of fallen had Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy versus Angelico and Jack Evan versus the Dark Order. This match was great. This match uh, showed the skills of these wrestlers. Uh, the Dark Order, um, This uh, Stu Grayson and Evo Uno. Stu Grayson, I like his whole gimmick. I like his whole look. He's great. I think he could he could come a long way um, down the line. And Eva Uno, even though he's a big dude, this guy can do a lot of more. But one guy out of this whole match that really, that really, really caught my eye for a big guy was Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus is awesome. I like him. I like his whole gimmick. I, I saw him in Ring of Honor. That's when I first spotted him. Luchasaurus. Um, it's great, and then he's teaming up with Jungle Boy. So Jungle Boy, you know him and they were doing some great tag team uh, moves together. I see them, and probably in the finals of the AEW Tag Team Tournament. Um, this match was for the winner to advance all out for an opportunity at first round by for the AEW World Tag Team Titles Tournament. Uh, at the end, a lot of high risk moves, high spots, everything. Uh, the Dark Order ended up winning the match, so they're going to end up wrestling um, the best friends at All Out for the right to for the right to get a first round bye. So that's going to be awesome. awesome. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's, it was great. The next match was Hangman Page versus Kip Sabian. Uh, this match was a very slow pace, uh, but Kip Sabian show his wrestling skill. Hangman Page, this guy's a, a beast, you know. But Kip Sabian showed that he can hang with Hangman Page. Uh, you know, um, this guy went back and forth. Uh, a swinging neckbreaker off the top rope. Old Page yet another two count at Sabian. A test of the fortune was a full display. Super bad deliver a dragon screw leg whip on the rope, further damaging the already bummed knee of his opponent. And, um, Hagman Page was um, 
selling the the knee um the knee uh, injury that he's been having uh for the past two months uh as you know well he uh had that wrestling match against uh Pac and Pac hurt him in the chair shot so he's still selling that um um throughout this match so a series of, of roll through gave way to page right of passage as Hatman pick up a hard full victory so uh, after the match one of the dark orders creepers uh, hit the ring and attacked Paige as uh, everybody's wondering what the, what the hell was going on and it turned out it was Chris Jedrick because the minute he hit the cold breakup I already knew who it was and it was Chris Jericho and then he did the Judas effect leaving Paige bloody and reeling from yourself after that match uh, after after the attack actually um, um, Hagman Page um, was uh, with a big shiner in his eye he had a, a bloody uh, eyebrow it, it, was, it was nasty the, whatever uh, I don't know how he got it they say it was a kick but um, once um, Jericho hit that cold break on him he, he looked it bad he looked it bad um, so that was pretty crazy but we'll be right back after this welcome back folks and now we're gonna go to the G1 Climax I'm not gonna get into every match um, you know detail by details um, we're gonna go to the G1 Climax that happened the B block opened up Saturday um, and so the first match was Juice Robinson against Shingo Takaji uh, this match was hard-hitting uh, Takaji actually competing in the heavyweight division and Takaji was undefeated in the Super uh, Super Juniors until he met up with Will Ospreay who gave him the only loss of the night the Robinson uh, and Shingo went at it um, and it was a great match hard-hitting stiff shots everything you name it but Robinson ended up defeating Shingo getting two points the next match with John Moxley who I was looking forward to seeing against Taishi from uh, Minoru Suzuki Gun that match was a great match um, where he was coming down John Moxley was coming down the the uh, crowd like he used to do back with the shield uh, Taishi attacked him started choking him with his shirt um, trying to get an advantage over him he ended up um, fighting back these two went back and forth one point John Moxley went and powerbomb um, Taishi through a table um, they went back and forth but then Moxley ended up beating Taishi with a nasty Death's Rider DDT it was nasty uh, the upset of the night was uh, Toriano versus Naido Naido uh, didn't take Yano lightly they took Yano lightly they didn't take him serious and Yano playing his little tricks and games ended up pinning Naido after hitting him low blow and pinning him and so now Naido at this point was now defeated in the first his first match of the uh, of the tournament and that was ridiculous because I, I did not expect Naido to lose the first match um, remember he wants to be the only the first wrestler ever to hold the IWP Intercontinental and the IWP World Title at the same time, and right now he lost that match. Um, so now that's that puts him in a, in a, high, in a kind of a hard spot. The next match was Tomohiro Ishii versus Jeff Cobb. This match, oh my God, the hard hitting shots and everything these guys hit with each other, it was great. It's the type of uh, matches I like. 
stiff, um, strong style. It was great. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better than that. Um, at the end, um, Tomohiro Ishii ends up being Jeff Cobb. And my thing is, they are, to me, Jeff Cobb should have got over Ishii. Um, they kind of pretty much shitting on Jeff Cobb right now. New Japan, I don't know why. They did this the same thing to Michael Elgin when he was over there. I, I don't know what is it with them, with the gauging. They're not giving them props. But anyway, the next match was Hiroshi Goto versus Jay White. That match was awesome. Jay White, of course, being the the um, ignorant, uh, nasty um, villain. Um, this match was back and forth. Hiroshi Goto looks great. This guy, he looks great. He looks like he's ready to wrestle. He's ready to... I mean, he went to that dojo with Shibata, and he's doing great. So that is something to look forward to. Also, um, so Goto ends up pinning Jay White with the GTR, and he ends up winning the match. Um, the night later, uh, which was Sunday night, we ended up going to Block A, uh, which is uh, this was in Japan, the same spot that that was the night before in the Block A. Um, it was Lance Archer versus Bad Luck Fale. At one point in this match, uh, Bad Luck Fale uh, superplexed um, Lance Archer from the top rope. And I thought the ring was going to break. These three, these two mammoth guys are coming down almost almost 700 pounds. That when they landed, the referee bounced and fell down. So it was crazy. Um, but at the end, Lance Archer ends up being Bad Luck Fale with the claw. Um, and, and, you know, pins him. So it was a great match. It was hard hitting in that one. Um, so Lance Archer now has four points because of what he won last week. Will Ospreay against Sonata. Great match. Sonata, I thought, was going to pull it off, but I could not picture Will Ospreay losing this match. So, because Will Ospreay has been the hottest wrestler in New Japan right now. So he ends up beating Sonata. Great match. Great moves. High flying. The whole nine. It, and, you know, it was great. Okada defeats Zack Sabre Jr. Another shocker to me. Zack Sabre Jr. Um, I expect him to at least have four points by now, but he loses to the IWGP champion, Osusa Okada. So Zack Sabre Jr. is now 0-2 in the G1 Climax. So that's surprising. Evil defeated Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi has lost already twice. He lost to Kenta, now he loses to Evil, and now he's... Um, this is the same guy who went to the finals last year against uh, Hiroshi Tarahashi. Now he's down 0-2. This match was great, hard-hitting, everything. Like New Japan style, that strong style. Um, but uh, Ibushi ended up short and stick. And the main event of the night, Hiroshi Tarahashi versus Kenta. And Kenta has been looking very, very dangerous. This guy is a monster. Um, and Kenta defeated Hiroshi Tadahashi. At the end of the match, Kenta uh, stretched out his arm to shake um, Tadahashi's hand. Tadahashi refused. Um, so Kenta's looking dangerous in the A block. Um, I cannot wait to him wrestle with Lance Archer and, and Will Ospreay. Those matches are going to be great. But the G1 climate is looking awesome. But we'll see. Um, so we're going to end now this podcast with uh, quick news. Um, first of all, like I tell you, Britt Breaker suffered a concussion. 
Um, so I don't know how long she's going to be out. Also, MJF um, hurt his elbow on Saturday. Um, so he has to be pulled, pulled out of an event called Prestige or uh, Pure Prestige Wrestling, who was supposed to wrestle last night. He's the champion from that promotion. He ended up forfeiting the title because AEW pulled him out because uh, he's supposed to come on Triple Mania in a couple of weeks. So they didn't want him to get hurt. So they um, they pulled him out of that match. So and he um, forfeits the uh, Pure Prestige title. Also, Will Ospreay, his neck got hurt. He got a neck injury in his match against Sonata. He was supposed to wrestle uh, this morning in Japan. He was pulled out from that match. I don't know if it's going to affect his performance on the rest of the tournament. But it is something to look forward to. So, this is the end. We come to the end of this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening. Um, it's a lot of stuff to cover, man. It's It just takes takes a lot of the energy out when you got to cover all this and and give your opinion on a lot of these wrestling stuff uh but i want to thank everybody who's supporting my podcast uh once again um listen to the podcast subscribe to the podcast and i will continue to uh bring you new content and bring you all the news that's going on in wrestling and events covering events reviewing events that has happened in the wrestling world so with that I want to tell you a good night. Look forward for Thursday where I will be covering the Evolve show, the Extreme Rules show, and whatever um, whatever news is out there. So I will be covering it all. So good night, everybody.